Welcome to the In Your Corner podcast. My name's Tony, and I'm here with my wife, Erica. And our mission with this podcast is to help young athletes reach their fullest potential on and off the field. Today, we are going to be talking about breakthroughs, so breaking through in your sport and in your mindset. That's a big one. When did you have a breakthrough? When you married me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, you know, I did, I would say, I, I, I think I've gone through several different phases where I've had breakthroughs in my sporting career, if I could call it that. But, um, but yeah, I would say my, my going into my third year of college, so I had redshirted in one year. Um, I had some breakthroughs and, and my breakthroughs honestly happened more with just self-accountability, like getting rid of excuses. That's kind of one of my big ones. How about you? Um, I feel like mine happened in college also. Um, it was like well, that first meet, probably around the same time as you, maybe that third year. And all of a sudden I just jumped really high. Mm. <laughs> and I remember, uh, Coach Mack was like, oh, wow, didn't expect that. <laughs> Almost like it like caught him off guard. But it was just kind of like that freedom of like all of a sudden realizing that your hard work paid off. Paid off, you know, because um, my first two years of college were really, really rough. And to like all of a sudden get one kind of like glimmer of hope was, oh, and then it just became fun, you mm -hmm. know. Like I wasn't so worried about letting people down or anything. It just became fun and I took more ownership yep. of it, you know? Um, so in high school, I came into I, 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 several breakthrough moments. So I remember as a sophomore, and I didn't even know I was good at long jumping. I was, I was a basketball guy. But my sophomore year, um, I found out probably like right before the regional meet that if you jump 22 feet, you can go to state. And at that meet and you also if you, also if you got second place in the meet and i think i got third place and i jumped 21 11 and three quarters oh i mean who, who measures like exactly. that Some, <laughs> in high school meet I, I i remember the lady to this day um but it's like come on why is it 21, always a, 11, why is it always a lady that screws you in the long i job? don't know haters <laughs> we'll have but, to share your other story sometime but it's like seriously you're using you're using, it wasn't like they're using sophisticated technology. Right. You have like a rollout measuring tape and you're measuring and it's 21, 11 and three quarters. Like, are you getting paid to not send kids to the state <laughs> track meet? So anyway, but, but that, that, that still jumping that I was only a sophomore. So I was like, okay, cool. Next year I'm going to kill it. And so then next year I jumped 23, nine and I come into the state meet ranked number one in the state by like eight inches. I think I had jumped 23, nine coming into the state meet and I think the next best was like 2211 so I'm like sweet I'm going to be state champ I go to the state meet and I get punched in the face because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was I mean I jumped like 2211 it was just a horrible meet uh didn't feel comfortable coming up to the board I think I scratched a jump the winner jumped like 238 so that even hurt more cuz I was like oh I could have won but once again it was another I hadn't broken through that yet. Well, it was kind of like what we're going to get into talking about, how you broke through, like your goal was to get there. Right. And then you weren't quite prepared for, for when that, for when that happened. Le there's levels. You see that a lot, you know, in, in any kind of game where yep. 
you know, maybe a team's goal is to get to the final four and then they get to the final four and then they get killed it's done. because yeah. they, everything they wanted was to get there. The goal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, we have six steps here about how to break through, how to break through to get the goals that you want or to achieve what you want to achieve or to get over the bump in the road that you're currently at. So honey, what's our first step in order to break through? So the first step is to know your goals and, and know your why behind those goals. Um, so setting goals, I mean, there's there's so many different ways to set goals. There's uh, the SMART method. There's setting super high goals. There's setting achievable goals, you know, small goals that you can get. And and I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. Um, I, I do both. I, I have goals that I set on a daily basis. I have goals that I set for my lifetime, which are like my ridiculous goals. Um, but I think the number one thing is you have to have a goal. If, if you don't have any goals, I, this is, I can't remember who, who said this quote, but if you don't have a goal, then you're accomplishing it because you're probably not doing anything. And so you got to have something that you're working towards. And it's not just as, it's, you can't just say it. You got you to gotta write it down. You got to have it in a place that you're constantly looking at it. Yeah, I say the difference that um, with Michael's, now that I set or that I help my girls set goals with is understanding um, what control you have over them. So for example, like in a track setting, like I want to win. Okay. That's a great goal, but you really have no control over the actual outcome of winning, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, like kind of working around how you can do that. Cause you could have the very best race of your life. You could set a state record, but the girl only next to you could do the same thing and you could get second. Mm-hmm. So it's like having a goal, but having like the, you know, the, the control over it. So it's like not super arbitrary, but it can be very specific and something that you uh, can feel great about when you accomplish. Yep. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um. And then with the knowing your why behind it, you know, you don't just want to set like 50 goals. Yeah, You know, you want to understand where you're trying to go and why you're trying to get there. So if you don't meet that goal, um, you know, your sophomore year, you're still, um, it's, it's still a passion of yours. It's still something that you really want to do. So you're going to push through. If you don't have a why, then the goal really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's just a whole lot easier to quit when you don't know your why. You can yeah. set a goal and if there's no, nothing backing, it, it's going to get hard at some point in time. So you're not going to be able to persevere through it if you don't have something substantial backing it up, whether it's your family or, or wanting to go to college or whatever that is, but have that why in place. So um, how about number two? What, what would you say? Practice. Hmm. And for me, when it comes to practice, it's practicing one step at a time. So you might have this huge goal, but you're not quite there yet. And so we, lots of times kids get frustrated because they know what the end result they want is, but they don't realize where they're at in the process. Mm -hmm. So you have to practice one step at a time, get really good at that one thing. And then you can practice the next level up and then you can practice the next level up. Levels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, whenever you're setting your goals, that's like the fun part. And that's the easy part. You, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be state champ or it feels really good to set that goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But then 
next morning when it's time to get up at 5 a.m. and you got to take that first step, that's not the fun part. So that's where it gets hard. And, you know, it's, it's like going up and looking at Mount Everest and you're like, sweet. Or it's Have like, you ever actually gone up and looked at Mount Everest? Shut your mouth. <laughs> Living in Iowa. In, on Google, I have. Okay? Oh, okay. But let's just say, call it a mountain. How's that? So let's Still just. Still in Iowa. Have you ever gone and looked I've at I've traveled. I've been, I've seen mountains. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but, but you, you know, if you're, if you go up to a mountain and, you know, as I'm sitting there looking at it on Google, I'm like, sweet, I'm going to climb that mountain. <laughs> yes. But then when I get to it, you look at the top and you, if you're looking at the very top, you're like, I'm never going to be able to climb this. So you, you literally have to take it one step at a time. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. It's like our boys, they're, um, you know, really trying to get good at basketball. Right. And we have one who gets super frustrated really easily because he wants to do all the fancy stuff like dribble between your legs and what are other basketball terms? Honey? <laughs> Behind your back. Behind your back. And he's still like, needs to get better at dribbling with his left hand. Yeah. You know, so he gets really frustrated. And it's like, honey, you know, you got to do one thing, master that first. Yeah. And then do the other thing. So yep. he, he knows his why. He just is he needs struggling take, with the, yeah. the diligence to practice. Steps and levels. Yeah. Um, I think you also need to practice being uncomfortable because you're going to have to be uncomfortable to reach that next level. Um, you can't reach the next level staying inside your comfort zone. So you're going to have to push yourself just a little bit further. Um, you're going to have to try some things that you haven't tried before. There may be a drill or two that looks like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to do that. I, with the kids that I work with all the time, they're like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, do not say that. Mm-hmm. You're just reinforcing that you mm-hmm. can't. And then they try it, and guess what? They do it. And then within three weeks, not only are they doing it, they're dominating it. You know, so it's like you just got to be willing to start and be you got to constantly be learning and making yourself a novice. That's I think that's the the hard part with a lot of talented kids that are so used to dominating all the time. They don't ever want to take a step back and be the novice. It's like sometimes you have to be the novice and be uncomfortable, maybe even look stupid a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Well, that builds that builds confidence. Okay, because then. Then you're saying, okay, I remember when I couldn't do that, and now I can. Now I can. And you learn something new about yourself, and so that is gradually building confidence. All right, to step three. Visualize and self-reflect. So growing up, so I, I would say for me, this was something that wasn't even like on my radar whatsoever. Yeah, mine I, either. Um, and I, it's probably a lot. I mean, a lot of young athletes don't, think this way it's hard when you're growing mm-hmm. up you've got other concerns and especially the kids now with snapchat and instagram and everything else there's so many distractions yeah well and i think too i mean it's just like it's brain research like you don't think outside of today really. yeah you you just naturally are kind of in a bubble yeah yeah and i think self-awareness is enormous i mean that's probably one of the biggest things that i've discovered here in the last five years is like Okay, why do I feel that way? You know, even talking to myself may seem weird, but it's like, okay, why, why am I having a bad day today? Did I not get enough sleep? Did I eat something wrong? I mean, there's always a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just realizing, like, okay, I ran a bad race. Why did I run a bad race? What was yes. I thinking? Yeah. Um, did I let 
another person in that race impact me? Is that what it was? Did I, did I get enough sleep last night? And just, mm-hmm. instead of just thinking like, oh, I suck. Yeah. I had a bet. I, I suck at track. Yeah. And then blaming it on other people or other things. Or yes. Like coach didn't an have injury or weather yeah. or it's, playing time or something. It, there, there's usually something behind it. So being able to, to really think back through your day, your week and say like, oh, I need to tweak this in my routine. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a routine, hmm, maybe I should get a routine to, to make myself my best version. Yeah. You know, I, had, I just had an athlete recently that was like, I was thinking about it and I'm realizing that I just lack self-belief. So mm-hmm. um, that was awesome it's because that was self-awareness and self-reflection and I'm able to set goals from that moving forward. And then with visualizing, it's picturing. So with the high jump, for example, um, I'd always tell my athletes, don't start your attempt until you've seen yourself clear the bar, mm-hmm. you know, because then, you know, you're picturing something good. You're seeing the result that you want and then you go do it. Yeah. And then you're making a more confident attempt. And it's like, you know, in anything you want to visualize yourself doing it the right way, doing it the way that you want. Positive. Into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we underestimate the power of our minds. And, and what we can accomplish if, I mean, there's so much research out there now that we didn't even have growing up uh, that reinforces the fact that if you just, if you just go over your race, you go over your basketball game, you see yourself hitting the shot. I mean, that is, that is a, an enormous advantage you're going to have over other people that aren't doing that. So visualization is huge. Yeah. So we're talking about how to break through and we've said... We need to know your goals and know your why. Practicing, yep. visualizing, and reflecting. And what's our next step? Eliminate excuses and negativity. What? <laughs> My God, don't do that. <laughs> uh, so I'll take the I'll take the excuses. How about that? Okay. So excuses. I'm not going to say the normal mantra that most people say. Um, What's the normal mantra? Excuses are like... Like a rocking chair? No. Or is that complaining? <laughs> Everyone's got one. Oh, okay. So anyway. I think it's complaining is a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you go nowhere. Oh, I like that one. I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> um, so excuses. Where do excuses get you? Nowhere. Nowhere. You know, excuses literally only hurt you. Um. But yet, I think most athletes at some point have blamed their their game, their practice, whatever, on somebody else. It's like the little old lady calling your oh, fair or foul jump. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but it, but it's it's an excuse. It's like, an excuse. why did I even make it so close that she? I mean, I blame yeah. I blame myself for everything now. Like I I used to blame everybody else for everything. Oh, my coach didn't play me, or my uh, I didn't have good education growing up or I had the wrong role models or whatever it was. At this point in life, I blame myself for everything. And and you have to get to that point because otherwise you're going to end up being done with your sports career and be like, well, shoot, I let, I let all these other factors control what happened. And you'll be left with a lot of what ifs or a ton of what ifs. you'll be that like 40 year old uncle we're talking yes. about. 
back in the day. Coach would have put me in. Yeah. But yeah. but you gotta you you have to you have to take control and say okay. If I if I was playing for a bad coach, for instance, or you what you perceive to be a bad coach, what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. Are you talking to that coach? Are you talking to your parents about what you can do outside to make yourself better? I mean, excuses are literally going to to kill your career if you let them. So eliminate them immediately. Yeah, and I don't think negativity is far from that. I mean, nobody yeah. wants a teammate that's just like a Debbie Downer that everything yes. is always worst case scenario. So eliminating negativity goes right along with eliminating excuses. Yep. All right. And our next step to breakthrough is to decide ahead of time. This one is such a big thing because if you know ahead of time what choices you're going to have to make or what habits you're going to have to do in order to meet your goals, you decide ahead of time. Then when the situation comes to. (laughs) You can probably hear a daughter in the background. (laughs) She's just she's, waking she's up. She's dreaming. So, um, so aside, deciding ahead of time, um, it gives you that confidence to be able to say no when you need to say no. Right? Yeah. So like if you um, are at a team dinner and there's a whole plate of scotcheroos being like, you know what? No, I decided ahead of time that that's yeah. not um, what I'm going to use to fuel my body. So I'm prepared to say no. Or, you know, you know, you need this certain amount of sleep. Somebody asks you to go do something later at night. You know, you can say no. So deciding ahead of time is key. Who you are, yeah. what you stand for, what your identity. I mean, that it's, it's, it's not just key, it's everything. Well, and it's taking control. It's giving you back the power instead of just reacting to everything yes. that comes your way. Yes, yes. It, and, and if you leave your control of your life to the world, you'll never get anywhere. Right. Um, it's like when we talk about setting goals. You can set a goal, but then you have to decide if you're actually going to accomplish it, if you're right. actually going to go forward. You yeah. know, nope, I, I think that's that. the difference between just having a goal and then accomplishing a goal. Cause you've decided that that's what you're going to do. Yes. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get to this last one. All right. To persist. Persistence. Whatever you do, if you want to do something great, if you want to be a great athlete, if you want to accomplish a huge goal, if you can't persist, you're, you'll never get there. You when you start something, you never are a master at it. You're never great at the beginning. We all have to start at a certain level, and to get to the greatness, you've got to persist through. Mm -hmm. So you to get to that next level, it's going to take some some uh, some trouble. It's going to take some some pain probably, Um, but you got to persist through that. And each and every day, the more you persist, the better you're going to get. The more confidence you're going to get in that. And you're just going to continue to just level up and level up and level up. If you quit, if you quit at any point in time, it's you'll over. Ne- yeah, you'll never break through. You'll never break through. Yeah, our biggest breakthroughs happen right after our biggest setback. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep going, guys. Just keep pushing through. All right. So we want you to go breakthrough. So our six steps to breakthrough are knowing your goals and knowing your why. Two, to practice one step at a time and practice being uncomfortable. Three is to visualize and self-reflect. Four is to eliminate any excuse and negativity. Five is to decide ahead of time. And the last step is to persist. Awesome. All right, this is Tony and Erica, and we want you to go play great. Hey, guys. 
Thanks for tuning in. We truly appreciate it. If you could share this episode with a friend, a teammate, another athlete, or a parent that you think could use this information, that would be amazing. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, if you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes, that would definitely be helpful for us. So until next time, just know we are in your corner.